I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 608 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, yesterday we were in mob land. Today we are back to reality, and by that I mean reality TV. Sean Lowe joins me on First Class Fatherhood. Sean Lowe is one of the most popular bachelors in the history of the smash hit reality TV show The Bachelor. Sean was a fan favorite on the eighth season of The Bachelorette, where he finished in third place. He would then go on to become The Bachelor on the 17th season of ABC's hit reality TV show. Reality TV didn't stop there for Sean by any means. He was a contestant on Dancing with the Stars. And then Sean and his wife, Catherine, participated on Celebrity Family Feud. They also did Celebrity Wife Swap, as well as Marriage Boot Camp. The couple has also competed on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And Sean appeared on Worst Cooks in America, Celebrity Edition 3. Sean is an extremely funny, charismatic, and popular guy on social media. He's a first-class father all the way. It's exciting to have him on the podcast today. Sean Lowe joins me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Sean Lowe was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch today's conversation between the Bachelor superstar and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. Link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, I've had quite a few other Bachelor, Bachelorette contestants on the podcast here, including Jason Mesnick and Ryan Sutter. You can go back through the archives and check those out. Also, I mentioned he was uh, in Dancing with the Stars. Sean Lowe danced with the wife of Maxim Chimerkovsky, a former guest of the podcast here as well. And I did mention he and his wife were on Celebrity Family Feud, hosted by none other than Steve Harvey, a first-class fatherhood guest that you can find right there in the archives if you go look them up. Go check them out and keep it locked in here. we got some great action still to come your way here on First Class Fatherhood. Tomorrow on the podcast, Pete Hakeseth joins me back on the show here, along with his co-author, David Goodwin, to discuss their new book, Battle for the American Mind. And speaking of books, we are counting down the days here. Father's Day is creeping up on us. First Class Fatherhood advice and wisdom from high-profile dads. My new book is available wherever you buy books. Get yourself a copy. Buy one for any dad in your family. Makes a great last-minute Father's Day gift idea. All right, be sure you follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for all the upcoming guest announcements. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about this podcast to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list and let them know about the show to see us celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with Sean Lowe. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now, First Class Father, Sean Lowe. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, well, let's start right here. How many kids do you have? How old are they? I've got three kids. Uh, Samuel is about to be six. Isaiah just turned four. And my daughter, Mia, is two and a half. Wow, very cool. You guys all done? You going for any more? That's TBD. That's also above my uh, pay grade. My wife makes those important decisions. (laughs) <laughs> well, if you could, Sean, please just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Uh, yeah, most people probably know me as the uh, former Bachelor, which uh, my season aired close to 10 years ago now. So it's been a long time. I was a Bachelor. Now I'm just another married guy with three kids. Uh, you know, every day is just a game of survival in this house with the three kids running around like little animals. 
Yeah, I hear you there. If you could then take me back, I guess, six years then. Uh, how did the, how old were you then when you became a dad and how did that experience change your perspective on life? Yeah, so I guess I became a father for the first time at uh, 32. Um, it changes everything. As, as probably any dad can tell you, you are now not just responsible for yourself, you are responsible for a tiny human being who relies on you and the mother, of course, uh, for every little need that they have. Um, and that's a that's a heavy responsibility, right? Uh, I think a lot of us, especially dads who wait until their 30s to have their first child, you kind of get accustomed to uh, selfishness, for lack of a better word. You know, just do what you want to do on your time frame and do what makes you happy. And now all of a sudden you're a father. You can't necessarily do all those things you used to do on your own time frame because you've got to put that child first. So, um you know, but it's a, it's an incredible responsibility, and it was something that I was I was anxiously waiting for. Uh, so when Samuel came into this world, I think I was ready to to tackle fatherhood uh, head first. Well said, and, and I always talk on this show about how uh, my favorite part of my day is when my family, I have four kids myself, and when the six of us sit down to eat dinner together every night, we pray together as a family. Our faith is something that's very important in my family, as I know it is with yours. So if you could speak to uh, your faith and how important it is in instilling uh, what are the top values you're hoping to instill in your kids growing up and how does faith play a role in that? Yeah, so faith, faith dictates everything uh, for me personally. And then in our family, it is our number one foundation, faith. Everything else is built off of faith, right? And so for us, um, you know, we have a couple of things that we like to do, pray before every meal, pray when we put the kids down. We're constantly engaging in conversations about, you know, God loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for you. We're talking about the Bible, the different stories in the Bible, um, just constantly trying to open up communication with the kids and, and so that we can get them thinking about it. And if those of you who are listening don't understand, faith ultimately is a personal decision. Uh, we can't force it on our kids. One day when they're older, they're going to have to, to make that choice for themselves. Um, and it's, I pray every day that they do make that choice and want to live their life for God. And so um, that's kind of how we structured our household. And we go to church on Sundays and, you know, kids being kids, sometimes they're not super amped to go to church, but it's a non-negotiable. You're going to go to church. That's just the way it is. And, and I know that they'll be better off for it as I was, because I remember my kids dragging or my parents dragging me to church at certain Sundays, you know, so um, yeah, that's it. We see everything like the lens that I look through is a faith lens and, and that's just how I live my life. And so that's what we're trying to instill in our children. I think that's awesome, Sean. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I have three altar boys in this house. You know, we go to church every Sunday as well. And I just think that that's so much of what's missing in our society. I talk also on the show a lot about the fatherless crisis we have. We have so many kids growing up without the father in the home. And then we took our heavenly father out of our society. And I think those are the two biggest factors leading to all the chaos we kind of see going on in our country right now. What's your take? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, you know, we can we can easily zero in on certain topics. You know, this needs to change. Uh, these people are being treated unfairly. Uh, you know, we're seeing crime here. What's the root of it? Uh, the root of it all is like people are distancing themselves from God and God, you know, we've got an instruction manual, right? Called the Bible. He tells you like, just 
I love you so much. I want you to follow these instructions I've laid out that are pretty clear. And if you do that, you will live a blessed life. Now, not to say you're not going to run into hardships at a certain point, because we all do. But you can we as a country and globally, we can avoid a lot of this heartache, a lot of this mess. Um, if we would just turn back to God and, and follow his instructions. And so that's another prayer of mine. I'm, I'm praying for a revival. I know at times it looks bleak. You know, we had the school shooting last week, which is just it's tragic. It is absolutely tragic. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just trying to encourage everyone as best I can turn to God. And, uh, you also have to keep in mind, <laughs> I don't want to get on your podcast and just start preaching, <laughs> but you know, James four fourteen says life is but a vapor. Our time here on earth is very short compared to eternity. And we also know the prince of this earth right now is Satan. He's ta- he takes pleasure in all of this nastiness that's going on. Uh, but that's going to be short lived. And we know how this plays out. Christ will have a triumphant return at some point. We don't know when, maybe soon. Um, and all of this is going to go away. But uh, so I'm, I'm encouraging everyone as best I can turn to Christ now. You won't regret it. He is a life changer. We definitely need a spiritual awakening in this country. There's no doubt about that, Sean. Glad you are talking about it. We do need more voices like yours to speak up and advocate for it. Uh, so hopefully there will be some. And it's a scary time for parents uh, for a number of reasons right now, you know, all across the country. So uh, definitely a lot of that. And p- part of this entire thing with the fathers not being in the home and stuff like that is the discipline portion of it that does come from the father. So well, I know they're young yet, but what type of disciplinarian are you as a dad? And is that different than the discipline style you grew up with? Yes. Yeah, so in my household, I had a, a wonderful dad. Um, he was not the disciplinarian. It was my mom who had the heavy hand. If I stepped out of line, I knew I was going to have to deal with mom. I think in our house, it's probably uh, it's probably split pretty evenly. Maybe Catherine is a little bit more of a disciplinarian than I am. But, um, you know, I think it's so important to teach your children, especially young boys, that there are certain things that they cannot do. You cannot act this way. This is how a man should act. This is how you should behave. Um, And sadly, there's just so many boys out there, uh, specifically in America, that don't have that leadership from another man. Uh, Not to say women can't do wonderful jobs parenting young boys, but fatherhood is so important. And the statistics are there to back it up. Uh, You know, you've seen the stats where, um, and I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but the percentage of men in prison who didn't have a father in in the home at a young age is very, very high. And uh, yeah, discipline is is super important. And so as much as we love to have fun and joke around with our kids and wrestle and play and laugh, uh, there's also that element of discipline uh, every single day. Yeah, there's no doubt. And yeah, I, I know all the stats. I talk about them often. I've had uh, several correction officers on the show, police officers, stuff that can attest to what they see on the street and in the prisons. And the number one common denominator is always the father not being in the home. And it's uh, it's alarming that. In, and if you know it, uh, this country, the United States, leads the world in fatherless households. So it's definitely an epidemic in our country for sure. And yeah. then, I, I, Go ahead. I was just going to add one more thing. Me being a parent to three young children, probably on a daily basis, I had a wonderful dad. I think man, how would my dad handle this situation? Or, you know, maybe sometimes I find myself being a little too harsh with my kids. Uh, my, you know, my dad would have been a little bit more sensitive in this situation. I need to, I need to be more like him. And I'm so grateful because he, he had this wonderful example that he set before me. So when I stepped into the role of father, 
I, you know, I, I've already seen it from the best, right? Uh, but that makes me very empathetic to those who don't have fathers because once they step into that role, they're flying blind, and I can't imagine how tough that must be. Yeah, th- th- there's no question about that. And I think, too, the fatherhood has changed so much, Sean. I, I don't remember uh, my father telling me that he loved me. Uh, I don't remember my father ever apologizing to me. And these are things that I do with my kids far more than uh, th- than my parents did. Not that they didn't love me. Uh, it's just that it wasn't something that was commonly uh, said the way it is in my house right now. I think that's true for a lot of parents uh, that are coming up today. I think that's definitely one of the differences. And I know that obviously you mentioned there too, 10 years ago, you did The Bachelor. I've had several of the other bachelors on the podcast here, Jason Mesnick uh, and a few others. Uh, what is, is there a certain time where you'll allow your kids to sit down and watch the season of how you and your wife met and the whole thing? Or is that something you're going to try to keep away from them as long as possible? Well, I hope that they just don't have any interests. That's my hope. <laughs> maybe that's not the case. And if they, if they are interested, maybe one day I'll show them. It's really funny. We had a uh, we had a fan one time that basically edited the entire season, which is, you know, 10 or 12 episodes, two hours each. And she she edited it so that it was only me and my wife and she cut out all the other women. So maybe I'll show that version to my my children when they start asking one day. I like that. That's a great idea. And then, and then I know you were on a while back there. You were on Dancing with the Stars. And uh, I, I had your uh, your partner's husband on here, Maxim Chimerkovsky, on the podcast here. Great dad himself. But what was that experience like for you to be on Dancing with the Stars and uh, have your kids had it? Now, that puts, I guess, uh, a big thing on you when you go out with your wife. You're expected to be the dancer now and all these <laughs> things. So what was that experience like for you? And have your kids got a chance to see any of your dancing talent? I, I did not know what I was getting myself into when I signed up for that show. I'm not a dancer by any means. My wife knows that. She's the dancer of the two of us. Um, I had no idea how time consuming that would be. I was practicing 10 or 12 hours a day. It was nuts. Lost all kinds of weight. Um, but overall, it was it was really fun. You know, I likened it to uh, like a, a football game that you would prepare for all week. Then you have the big game on Saturday. You know, dancing on live television is thrilling, especially for someone who is not a good dancer and trying to remember all the different moves and steps and things like that. Um, it was it was really enjoyable. And at the time, I thought, you know, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, which it was. And I'm, I'm happy I did it. The only regret I have is that I had just gotten engaged to Catherine and then I'm spending all my time rehearsing dancing. So I wish I had. Uh, maybe manage my time a little bit better back then, but uh, it was, it was fun. And uh, like I said, once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah. And everybody that I've talked to, I've had several of them on here, Donnie Osmond and a bunch of the, everyone seems to really love the experience they had with dancing with the stars. So I imagine they do a really good job, you know, of putting it all together. And, and I did see recently that you added a new addition to the family as a puppy. Now my kids have been on me uh, about a dog. Uh, we're, we're probably going to go the cat route. We have several other animals in here, guinea pigs and birds and whatnot. We've been through the hamster route. Uh, what has this puppy been like? Uh, all the kids responding to it. What's that been like for you? Is it, is it tearing up the house? How's it going? So, yeah, if, if you want to talk dogs, I can talk all day. I am a dog lover. And so I researched every breed um, and, and I found the bull mastiff was perfect for us. And that's what we have. Gus, the bull mastiff, he's three and a half months old. And they're perfect. It's perfect for us because they're great family dogs and they're low energy. Uh, I had a chocolate lab which required a tremendous amount of exercise. I just don't have two or three hours a day to exercise my dog anymore. So bull mastiffs are perfect. 
a walk around the block and then they just want to sleep all day. Um, but the kids absolutely love him. I have uh, followed a handful of really good dog trainers on YouTube because I'm a dog nerd. Uh, I wanted to make sure I was doing all the proper things when it comes to training, which I think I'm doing a pretty good job. You know, he's he sits, he stays, he listens pretty well for a puppy. He's almost housebroken. So all in all, very happy. But it is like having a fourth child. I mean, it, it takes a lot of time. Uh, lucky for me, I work from home. So I do have the chance throughout the day to take him those potty breaks and you know taking for walks here and there when i have the time yeah very cool do you have any of the kind of like upcoming uh gigs that you're working on any other uh productions reality stuff what's coming up next for you in the future here yeah i think uh i think i've retired from the realm of reality tv <laughs> i never intended on getting into it in the first place you know my sister signed me up for the bachelor and then the rest just kind of snowballed but yeah we've got a furniture company uh, which is kind of my normal nine to five day job. And I, I just love growing that company and, and I love what I do. And then, like I said, I'm here at home with my kids every day. Uh, I'm in my home office right now. I'm actually surprised one of my kids hasn't burst in yet. But uh, yeah, no, no plans to do anything entertainment related. I just I, I love this chapter of life right now. I love being a dad. I love being home. Um, and I, I love what I do. So I'm just, I feel very blessed, very fortunate. I never imagined I'd be in this position. And I, I do realize I credit The Bachelor for opening a lot of doors and allowing some of this really cool stuff to happen to me. But uh, yeah, I just wake up every day very thankful that, you know, this is my life and I get to raise my kids and be with my beautiful wife and uh, no complaints on my end. Awesome. And this month is Father's Day. Do you have any certain, uh, what's your idea of the perfect Father's Day for yourself there? So I've, I've made a deal with my wife a long time ago. I I don't care about going to like a fancy lunch or anything like that. I just want to hang out with the kids. But I do need one thing, and that's every year my wife gets me a T-shirt with a picture of the kids on it right here in the front. And uh, it's just like the perfect cheesy dad T-shirt, right? And so I've got a closet full of them for the past five father Father's Days that I've had. And so all I need is that T-shirt and spend the day with the kids, and I'm happy. Well, hopefully they put the pooch in the picture this year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Last thing I want to hit you with here, Sean, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? Ooh, um, you know, right off the bat, I would say nobody has all the answers. There's going to be a lot of learning on the job. So don't don't feel frustrated or uh, get down. You know, if you don't understand why your baby's crying or why it's acting this way or behaving you're going to figure it out. The baby's okay. Babies are resilient. You know, Google is probably your best friend. I can't tell you how many times I Google things pertaining to the kids. Uh, but you, you know, you've got this, just be present as they grow. You know, that's, that's the number one thing I probably learned from my dad, be present, show up when they have a school play a recital, a T-ball game, whatever it is, show up, make your kids feel supported, take the time to go in the backyard when they want to toss the football, that kind of thing. Um, just be present and your kids will be thankful for it. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. It's been a lot of fun for me. I got to say, Sean Lowe, your first class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here in First Class Fatherhood. Hey, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Sean Lowe for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. 
Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Got some great episodes still to come your way here leading up to Father's Day. UFC welterweight champion, pound for pound UFC champion, Kamara Usman will be joining me here on Friday. So don't miss out on that one. Plenty of other dads to join me. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.